Nation is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. So anyways, hi. How's everyone doing? Are you okay? And I legitimately mean that, man, because I feel so cocooned. You are from everything that's from everything that's happening on the mainland. It's a shit show, and I mean Michigan, the Midwest, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana. You know the plains; they know how to deal with shit shows. They're tough people. They're winter people. But whenever this stuff goes through the South, as much as it makes us Yankees. Laugh a little bit. No, we, we like shouldn't Washington. be laughing at all. This is not funny no, no, no. at all. No, I say normally. Listen, I'm not trying to offend, but what I'm saying is back in the day when like Atlanta gets a dusting, a dusting. of snow. No, that's it, different. That's different. When Atlanta gets a dusting of snow and they have like a 70 car yes. pileup and people are walking home on the highways, yeah. that's slightly ridiculous because really yeah. you just got to treat it like a slick rainy day. This, however, but, I mean, so one of the best things I heard was think of it like this. This would be like a Category 5 hurricane hitting Michigan. We are not in this state built to withstand that. Houses here are not built to withstand hurricanes. Houses in Texas are built to withstand hurricanes. On the flip side, they are not built to withstand this kind of freezing cold and snow. The difference being is that... Their houses could normally withstand this if they had basic utilities. Texas, if you don't know, has gone down, essentially. I don't know how else to put it. Their grid went down. And you may say, how come they're all by themselves? Here's a fun fact that we've all probably learned over the last 48 hours. Texas has an independent power grid. They're the only state to have their own power grid, and it's because... They don't. They 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 deem it better that way because they don't have to deal with federal regulation. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, that that worked now, out great. I gotta tell you, I had to fact check that because when I first saw that float, it I sounds go, so ridiculous. It sounds ridiculous. Because, I mean, you remember every now and then there's like there's like a crazy Texas politician who always tries to invoke like the original Texas Constitution. Yeah, that has like, or they want to they want to secede. Yeah, yeah. Where, where they're like, well, you know, Texas, the way Texas was written in our country, we can leave whenever we want. And it's okay. It's the Lone Star State. I get it. Don't mess with Texas. But guys, this is why we're the United States, because we would have been able to help you out. Unfortunately, their power grid was not built to handle this storm. Now, this has happened twice before, 1989 and 2001. And each time this has happened... There's been a huge investigation, heads roll, and then they reinvest to make sure it doesn't happen again. The same thing's going to happen now. Now, you did see it first, and by the way, we are going to be talking to Texas Trish, 
this podcast episode, right? Yeah, my friend Trish lives in League City, Texas. She moved there from Wisconsin a few years back. Actually, um, you know, conveniently for her, just before Hurricane Harvey, which they did, oh. they did say that this the the emergency declarations and insurance claims from this will outdo Hurricane Harvey in 2017. Um, but she, I mean, she has been our boots on the ground down there, and it's very interesting talking to her about it because she is originally from the Midwest. So this is still new to her and she's seeing this with eyes like we would. So we're going to speak to her and see what she thinks of all this and what's actually happening. Because right now you're hearing all types of different reports. There's reports of some places that have no gas, no electricity. Other places have electricity, but they're experiencing rollout. Some people have one, not the other. Listen, there's carbon monoxide poisonings happening. Yeah. It's up, I mean, by the hour. So Texas is, is in a bad way right now. And I'm glad that the people who tried to opportunize on this, because there were some dirtbag politicians who immediately came out and tried to uh, really just explain it away. They didn't want to say what really happened was, you got caught with your pants down. Yeah. You have an independent power grid that wasn't designed for this. The organization that runs it, which is a Texas nonprofit, you know, co-op, whatever it is, got caught with their pants down. So you can't blame a boogeyman. You can't blame global warming. (laughs) And people legitimately go, see, this is what we said. So with all that bullshit out of the way now, because that, that lasted, by the way, for about 24 hours. 24 hours is how long the Texas politicians were able to blame a boogeyman. And even, who is it, Ted Cruz left? Oh. Ted, Ted Cruz just left the fucking country. Can I beef with that for a second? Because I mean, that you can has, talk more with Texas Trish about yeah, that, but go ahead. That has been the story that has consumed the news, is that Ted Cruz got on a plane this morning, requested Houston police presence to get him to the airport. Because, you know, the Houston police aren't busy with anything else right now. He requested the Houston police to get him to the airport. So he and his family, and they are photographed together. It's his two daughters and his wife getting on a plane to go to Cancun, Mexico. And he got caught so far with his hand in the cookie jar that that doofus rebooked his flight. He wasn't supposed to come back till Saturday. He came back today claiming, and here's my beef, he basically he threw his daughters, who are 12 and 10 years old, I under know. the bus saying, well... School was canceled this week, so my daughters, well, you know, I wanted to be a good dad, and my daughters wanted to go on a trip with some friends. So he claims that he got on the plane to accompany them to Cancun and then come back. My biggest beef with that, I mean, there are so many beefs. It's it's a Big Mac is what it is. What 12- and 10-year-old say, I want to go on a trip to Cancun? I don't know any 12- and 10-year-old who would pick out Cancun, Mexico on a map as their first choice for a trip. That's a trip that parents book and say, we're going to Cancun. 12- and 10-year-olds want to go to, like, Disney World. Do you know what I'm saying? And second of all, just, of course, you know, the privilege of it all, Cancun is something you have to save up for for months and plan for, and they just decided a couple of days ago, we're going to go. I'm glad that quickly all those political ruses fell on their face because everybody got caught with their pants. Yeah. From Ted from Ted Cruz going to Cancun to the Texas power grid to the overall thought of 
we can do this on our own. And again, Texas is like the energy state. You guys got it all. Offshore drilling, onshore drilling, natural gas, wind, solar. Texas should be able to produce and mass energy. Speaking of mass, though, they're also an enormous state. Enormous. So it's sad and it sucks, man. Well, like I feel like we can put some. Didn't, didn't we land on Mars today? Yeah. Didn't we just put like we put like a scooter on Mars and Texas? You can't turn on the TV. What the fuck? That was something uh, I, t- I texted Trish tonight and I said, because she has had, um, she said they had power for like 16 hours, then it went out for 26 hours or something like that. I'll get the exact numbers from her. And she's like, this is the first night we've been able to turn on the TV and watch the news. But she's like, we have, oh. she goes, there's no bottled water. And she said it's, they're under a boil water advisory because apparently the water pressure is so low they can't even, like the fire departments yeah. can't use the fire hydrants. That's how sh- how low the water pressure is. So she said, we're looking for bottled water. And I think she said they're melting snow and boiling it for their dogs right now. Wow. I mean, it's it's insanity. This is... This is just, it's, you know, what's sad about it? What's, I mean, there's so many things that are sad about it. I just am so damn sick of politics defining who we are as people. There is, you, you know, I don't give a shit who you voted for. Nobody deserves this. Nobody. Isn't, isn't that fucked up that like the first reaction of the governor? Yeah. And and the senator and the and I think one of their congressmen, they all blamed like a boogeyman. They they all blamed the other party and they blamed the president and they blamed a Green New Deal, which has never been signed into anything. That's my favorite so, one. That's not even a thing. It was a proposal. Not even a thing. <laughs> it was never so, even an actual thing. <laughs> this is going to be um, a huge to do when it's said and done as far as investigations into the power grid of Texas to the non-profit organization that runs it nothing will happen heads are are, no 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 no. it will because this has happened twice i mean go ahead google it right now But that's what i'm saying it's happened twice before so why is it happening again hold on no 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 no. they made improvements each time why do you think it 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 went from 89 to 2001 because they changed something so it took 11 years for them to fuck up again then they fucked up in 01 right they changed things now so this is what they do. The same thing is going to happen as has happened before. Some people are going to lose their jobs. Heads are going to roll. Someone's going to fall on a sword. And there'll be consequences or not in elections and ballot boxes and everything else. But that's nothing for people right now who are sitting in their apartment with no heat and no electricity. That's lip service. That's me and you saying that from Michigan and Hawaii, yeah. man. Like, what do what do we do for these people right now? You send fucking generators. Well, what do we do? I, and I I asked Trish. I'm like, how can I help? And I almost felt like anything she says, I can't do. She needs bottled water. I can't send her bottled water right now because yeah. there is none in Texas. It's gone. Um, I know she, the first night this happened, she found one pizza place, one Domino's that was open making pizzas oh. for people. And, and of course, now nobody's open because it's gotten so much worse. So I can't send her food. I can't send her water. I mean, it's not money she needs right now. It is basic human 
things like, you know, like water, like running water. It is. I, I just feel so bad because I, I literally don't know how to help. And I'll ask her when we talk to her on the phone. But I, I, I really thought about that. I'm like, anything she asks, I don't know if I can get to her. So the good part is, brothers and sisters, is that in times like these, real people like me, like you, like AJ, like Texas Trish, we help each other. And no one asks who you voted for. No, no one asks where, where you pray. No one asks what football team you root for, even though Trish knows that the Bears are a far superior team than the Packers. <laughs> you will never get her to admit that. Look, you can't get me to admit that, okay? I can't admit that right now. But You could show up on her is- doorstep with a case of water and say, see, the Bears are awesome, and she wouldn't do it. She, she would say, no, I'll die. Listen, the point is, is that in times like this, real people, us, we're Americans, and we help each other out, right? Yeah. We're not the Americans, we're the Americans, and we get out there and we help people, and that's uh, what gives me inspiration to... Uh, Keep going. One foot in front of the other, right? Like Mr. Rogers said, look for the helpers. And who are the helpers in these situations? Real, yeah. normal people, not the politicians go. that cause these problems. We are the ones who help each other, regardless. So, uh, Texas Trish, we'll talk to her coming up in just a bit. It feels good. The good news with Pat and AJ. So the good news is kind of from all over the country, but since we are... Physically located right now in Hawaii and Michigan, we're going to focus on those two states. Um, There are hundreds of young women throughout the country who are making up the very first class of female Eagle Scouts. I mean, this is normally what was associated as the highest honor with Boy Scouts. And we all know that the Boy Scouts are now just the Scouts and they've opened rank to all genders. Um, But we, for a long time, have brought up the Eagle Scouts and... It never occurred to me that we've never had a female. No, and there is like a female equivalent. But honestly, as a former Girl Scout myself, I can tell you that like most of us didn't even know what it was because it wasn't something you aspired to. You just kind of like aged out of Girl Scouts and just stopped. But like Boy Scouts get the opportunity to be an Eagle Scout. And um, the two female Eagle Scouts, the one from Hawaii, her name is Kimmy Nelson. Thank God she has a name that I'm not going to butcher. Kimmy Nelson. (laughs) This could have been a really long native name and I would have done it no justice. Kimmy Nelson had to earn at least 21 merit badges covering topics like first aid and business and environment. She's a 10th grader um, and she earned a national honor after she built a sidewalk for patients with disabilities at an army medical center in Hawaii. It's amazing. So the Boy Scouts of America... I'm sorry, the Scouts of America. It's it's hard to get used yeah. to saying it that way. They're going to stream it's Scouts of America. They're going to stream the Eagle Scout event on their Facebook page on Sunday. And from Michigan, April Bolin is 17 years old, and she is now the first female to achieve the rank of Eagle Scout in Muskegon County. Um, obviously, you know it's 109 years. Boys were not allowed in the Girl Scouts. And listen, I know this will ruffle feathers. I don't really care because as, as a former Girl Scout, I would have loved to have the opportunity to aspire to be an Eagle Scout. It is so cool 
And I'm so happy for these girls. But I, she said the hardest part of working to get all her merits um, during it was COVID-19. She's like, all of my troop Absolutely. meetings were online. Some of my merit badges were completed on Zoom. Her service project had to be coordinated with, you know, safety measures. Um, but on February 1st, she cleared her board review to become an Eagle Scout. I just, I don't know how you can look at this and think it's a bad thing. These are young people doing amazing things for their community. It doesn't matter what what gender they are. It doesn't matter. And uh, trust me, Kimmy in Oahu is going to uh, very much need that first aid badge uh, sometime in her life. That merit is going to come in very handy yes. living here on the islands sooner or later. So uh, big congratulations to Kimmy in April and all of the new female Eagle Scouts. And the good news is always up at patandaj.com. You guys make me feel good. Spread the good news now at patandaj.com. Hello. Hello. How are you? Uh, living the dream. <laughs> it sounds like a dream and not in a good way, though. <laughs> Just another day in paradise minus the paradise. <laughs> oh, God. Well, uh, everybody, welcome Texas Trish to the podcast. Uh, Texas Trish has been a longtime listener of ours. She's a good friend of mine. And she moved from you moved from the Milwaukee area to Texas in what year? In 2017, about three to four weeks before Hurricane Harvey. I knew it. You know, I was talking to Pat about that. I said, I think she moved there right before that happened. So you have seen pretty much all that Texas has to offer at this point. Yeah. You know, we were thinking, talking about it, my daughter and I, um, within our first six months here, we went through a major, major hurricane and a school shooting. You are in League City. Tell everybody where that is uh, in relation to the bigger cities in Texas. Okay, so if um, we are smack dab, there's a good Western thing for you, between Houston and Galveston. Okay. And so we're, we're in the Gulf Coast of Texas, so southeast. Okay, so... I'll be really honest with you. I, you know, of course, like anybody who's not in Texas right now, I am getting my information, well, from you, which is nice mm-hmm. to have somebody there to be able to tell me what's going on. But um, I feel like, you know, I watched the national news tonight. I've been on Twitter and I just wanted to get a feel for what is going on from somebody who is actually there because it is hard to have an understanding of what's happening and um i guess like my first question is this did this start with like an actual snowstorm earlier in the week or how did this all start yeah so um you know it's a major event when the first time in history all 254 counties in this state were under some sort of winter weather advisory wow yeah they have nothing down here like we're used to snow plows and dump trucks with salt in it yeah they don't have that like i can't even go to the hardware store and buy the stuff to throw down on your sidewalk i don't even think i could buy a snow shovel so this started and so in the state of texas we have deregulized i believe is the way it's termed energy we can shop for whatever energy company our little hearts desire. And you normally go and you buy for a year from that company. Okay. 
so it's overseen by this thing called ERCOT. It's like E-R-C-O-T. And they're basically the people who oversee it. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're so ready for this. You know, no problem whatsoever. Well, all of a sudden these storms come. Our wind turbines that we have here are not winterized. A lot of the other places that energy comes from were not um, winterized. Yeah. They just didn't take it upon themselves to make it, to have this maintenance and they needed it. So this cold weather comes, they start shutting down. So like wind turbines in Wisconsin or Nebraska or Indiana, they're all weatherized. Yeah. So they can deal with it. Ours froze up. And so they were saying something about like the first night they lost 3,400 megawatts of energy because everything just started to shut down. Oh, my God. Well, then, okay, we're on this huge grid system here, and what we're going to do is we're going to start telling big companies, like, to shut things down, you know, stuff. Well, that didn't work. So then all of a sudden, somebody came up with the great idea of, hey, let's do rolling blackout okay and they're gonna last 20 minutes 45 minutes maybe an hour but that's it well that wasn't the case our first blackout in our home lasted 16 hours oh my gosh we had our energy back or you know for about mm, 20 maybe 24 hours and then it went out for 26 hours. And you said that now, um, because it, Texas Trish and I have been and texting about this, and I wanted to get her on the phone to tell people about it. You said that now um, you have, you. so do you have power right now? Right now. I don't want to jinx this. <laughs> yeah, because we haven't hit the 24-hour mark. Supposedly, the rolling blackouts they thought were going to be over with, but all of a sudden now we have another hard freeze coming um, tonight, tomorrow night. So the other thing you were telling me is um, the the new the new problem, as if there aren't enough already, is yep. um, water. And you said you you guys yep. are on a boil advisory. So what is the deal with that? Why is that happening? And I know I saw a firefighter, um, and your husband is a firefighter. Um, I saw a firefighter on the news saying that they cannot hook up to fire hydrants yeah. right now because the water pressure is so low. At the city of Houston, the city of Houston has the fourth largest, we're their fourth, we are the fourth largest city, and I believe we also have the fourth largest fire department in the nation. Yeah. We cannot, and I have a future son-in-law right now who is in the Houston Fire Academy. They go to a fire, they hook up to a hydrant, and they pretty much pray to God that there's going to be enough water pressure that comes out of there that can charge these lines, which is a hose. They call them a line. And being a wife of a firefighter, being a former firefighter, that is terrifying. Sure. When you're driving through your knees at the front entrance of a fire and praying to God when you open that nozzle that you're going to have water coming out. And you were telling me, too, the other day about um, there's been a lot of house fires, um, carbon yep. monoxide problems. It's, oh, my God, the first, the first night 
of the first really bad freeze, um, Memorial Herman, who um, is one of the large hospital chains down here, um, and they're also where life flight is. So I get a lot of information from that. My daughter dispatches life flight helicopters. They had in one, in less than 24 hours, in just their hospital in the Texas Medical Center, had 60 cases of carbon monoxide poisoning that came in. Um, there were, there's been families that have, um, there's one that I can think of in particular. The mom went out, she had an attached garage. Mom went out to the car, started the car to stay warm in a closed garage, charged her phone, passed out from the carbon monoxide. It leaked into the house and killed their eight-year-old daughter. Um, the husband and I believe the seven-year-old son um, were rushed to the hospital um, and were barely alive. But from what I understand, they were able to resuscitate them. Then there were a couple of fires where uh, there was one where the grandmother and three grandchildren died. Oh my God. Um, couple, you know, same city, Houston, same night. Um, uh, adult son went to the store to grab some stuff, came back, and his elderly parents' house had started on fire. <gasps> Um, and I don't, I didn't find out the exact cause of how that house was being heated at the time. And both of his elderly parents were killed. So oh. it has, I think in Houston alone, um, last I saw there were 23 deaths caused by this. And I don't know if that's from people, um, a combination of, I think, freezing Cold, yeah. cold weather death, fire, carbon monoxide. I haven't gotten the, the latest accurate count on it, but I mean, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but it's it's truly a shit show down here. Yeah, no, you, and, you can swear on the podcast that we're, we're, we're very fond of it for that. So yes, it yeah. is. You can absolutely say it's a shit show. I mean, and, and, and we've packed and you've helped me. It's been, it's, it's been horrible like it we've been blessed because we had a generator um that we were a friend of ours lent us and so we could keep our refrigerator going and my husband um was able to hook it up to our furnace so we were able to get some heat and then we took power line or uh, extension cords and ran them to our elderly neighbor's house so that they had it, um, and they we gave them our space heater, which was a safe one because, like, you, my husband's a firefighter, so yep. it was a safe. And we were also able to help them keep their food in their refrigerator. But um, just to tell you, like, how crazy this is, is they they tell you that there's these rolling blackouts, and and so like they're supposed to be rolling, and so it, they make it sound like. Yeah, everybody's going to take one for the team. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Well, I live in a subdivision that um, the two newest areas look like um, a figure eight. And of that figure eight, my street was the only street out of power on both sides of the street and then the houses that back up to us. 
on the next street over. So those were the only houses in our whole subdivision that ever lost power. And so if this was truly rolling blackouts, then sometime during these three days, the other neighbors should have been blessed with this lovely party called blackout. Yeah. Um, but no, when it happened again, it happened to us again. So I'm not buying this. And I would really like to see when this is all said and done, um, zip codes of blackout versus yeah. codes. And yeah. So what well, is the, what is the current temperature there? And what's like, what is the weather look at, like, look like for at least through the weekend for you guys compared to what you're used to this time of year? Like what, what is it normally this time of year in league city and what is the temperature right now? Well, the temperature right now is 36 and it's supposed to be going down to a hard freeze. I think we're going to be down to like 25 tonight. And as we're talking, I am looking up um, like the forecast. I know by this, weekend i believe it is um we are supposed to be back up to almost 70 degrees oh my gosh yeah which is i think more towards the normal that we're supposed to be at um lows are never really during the coldest months really our lows never get below 40 people down here start to freak out under 60 because we're in that tropical area yeah because we're to the Gulf. Um, yeah, so it's... That's it's crazy. Something. That's crazy. And I, I think that's exactly what people need to hear because I think for the first couple of days people thought it was funny to point and laugh and say, oh, look at them down south. They can't handle the cold weather. Well, first of all, no, they can't because it's it's never like this down there. That is not the climate down there. And also, you know, you got to look at it like, I mean, here in, you know, the Flint area right now, I think it was, gosh, what was it today? It it didn't, didn't feel that cold. It's 21 degrees right now. And it was 30 earlier today. And like, I could walk my dog, but you're from Wisconsin. You get it. When you come home, you know, picture being in your house with those temperatures with no heat. And that's what you guys are dealing with. And like you said, you know, your houses down there are built to withstand hurricanes. They are not built for winter storms. That phrase that you made right there is exactly what we, you know, what people have been trying to explain. We are not built for this. We're no. built, our homes are built for hurricanes. We're not built for this. I mean, uh, like, my daughter is just like, she got to the point, you know, like I'm sick of people laughing at it. Yeah. You know, Grant, I'll tell you, I used to laugh at because my friends lived down here before we moved down here. I mean, I used to laugh at it, but like she said, be aware that Texas is not equipped to handle weather like this. We cannot insulate our house or under our houses like people can in other places around this country due to hurricanes. We build our houses to withstand hurricane yeah. force with not freezing temperatures. Yeah, and that's what people, especially up here in you know Michigan, need to. You got to look at it like that. Like our houses here could not withstand a hurricane, but they can withstand right. the extreme cold. I mean, I'm looking around my basement right now at all the insulation. You guys don't right. have that. So here is 
my my last question for you because I have been thinking about you nonstop for the past few days, and every time I try to think of something I can do to help, I I feel I'm like, oh, I I should send her food, and then I'm like, hang on, I know you said there was only like one Domino's open, and and this was a few days ago before things got yeah. like really bad. I'm like, I can't even get her a pizza right now. And, and I know you said you guys, like, how can people, how can we help? Can we help at all? And if we can, how can we do it from, from afar? Because I know people want to help, but this is like the most helpless I think we felt, you know? So, you know, it's great. Like, you know, I love you and, and I know that you would reach out to, you know, you've reached out to me. You want to help. I'm blessed. I have a house so far, knock on wood. I don't have any broken, you know, frozen pipes that are spewing water over. If people want to help, it's like, go, um, the Houston food bank, like make a donation to them because they're out there. They're getting the water to the people. I mean, like they're normally my go-to people, um, to do it, uh, you know, that my son, my son who lives in Washington, D.C., who feels completely helpless today, just out of the blue, sends us a picture of a thank you text that he got from the Houston Food Bank. And I was just like, whoa, taking Yeah, I was so taken aback sure. by it. But that's probably, I mean, besides praying and, and those who don't believe, whoever you, you pray to, whatever, you know, just throw them up there because we need it. I mean... Living through a hurricane, living through Harvey was, you know, once it came and it was done, I mean, the, the food supply started, you know, like coming back up. We're days into it and we can't get, I mean, our shelves are empty because electricity went out, food spoiled. I mean, yeah. it's just like. I saw a tweet from somebody this morning who stopped at a convenience store and said there was a woman did, like dead outside, frozen and like that just that stopped my heart because yep. I'm just like, I don't you can't imagine that. And these are fellow Americans. I mean, these are these are our people. And I just I'm thinking of everybody's thinking about you and I'm going to make a donation to a local food bank. And I want you to continue to let us know how things are going, because just like during Harvey, you know, I saw it on the news, but I wanted to hear it from you because you're somebody I know. And, yeah. you know, I I care about you guys and. I wish I could I, give you a hug. I, I wish I could give you a hug so bad. <laughs> it's like yeah, you're right here, and I, I just want to hug you. I got to tell you, like, my love for you is, like, undescribable. You have always been there, even to help me, even when I didn't realize that I needed I needed the hug or I needed that song played on the radio just to remind me to I can take the next breath. It's going to be okay. And for you to reach out for me today and say, can I hear your side of the story? I mean, it's just the little things like you've given me a reason now to like realize that I can take the next step. You know, it's going to be okay. Like there's people who care. It's, it's all going to be all right. You know? Oh man, you're making me cry now. Plus one. I mean, I I could be, it could be so much worse, but the fact that you, you and Pat take the time to hear from the people, you know, it's, it's amazing. It, it, it just, and you're so real about it. And 
There's no, you know, there's I, no place left in this world for fake people. I'm kind of, kind of over the fakeness of, uh, of a lot yeah. of people. And I think, you know, the more real you can be, the better of a person. I just, I just want other people to listen and relate. And I thought by hearing not only somebody who lives in Texas, but somebody who used to live in the Midwest, right? Like this is a, this, this is one of our fellow Midwesterners that is now going through this in Texas. I wanted people to hear your voice and hear, hear you explain what it's like for you because every story is so different. And yeah, I definitely wanted to find out how we can help. I mean, I thought about sending a, a case of water via Amazon yeah. to you. And I'm like, I don't even know if that would get to you right now. Like, that's how hosed up everything is. No, like I, um, we haven't had mail since. Saturday. Um, yeah, I haven't seen, which is unusual in my street. I haven't seen a UPS truck or an Amazon truck since any of this. We're, uh, yeah, weird. It's, it's you really, and like uh, we're in, in a, on certain days, we're in the landing path of Hobby Airport, which is the smaller of the two Houston airports. Yeah. We haven't had planes come over our head for days. I think Ugh. they just opened up the airports again um, yesterday. It's yeah. Well, Trish, I love you. Oh, I love you too, sweetheart. I'm so, thank you for taking the time tonight. And I just, I'm thinking of you. We are all thinking of you. And if there is anything else we can do for you, you let us know, okay? All right. Just be kind to one another. Yep. Wear your mask, wash your hands, but most of all, just be kind. Just be kind. Pat and AJ. Pat and AJ. Podcast from Paradise. Can you hear that sound? It's a it's a cash register. I just sold all of your mom's Barbies. Nice. Even the one worth all the money. Um. So I've really struggled with this because we knew we were going to have to do it someday. We knew when your mom was alive, we were going to have to do it someday. Pat's, uh-huh. Pat's mom was a doll collector. Um, Barbie's, she, oh God, I forgot I have to sell all her other freaking dolls too. She's got- Yeah, say ba- Barbie's is like just a slice, just a oh. slice. Um, but she collect collected Barbie's in the box. She was a collector. She took a few of them out. I, I've seen a couple of them that look like they were put back in the box, but um, she was a Barbie collector. And I knew we were going to have to do this. And I'm like, okay, I have to, I mean, I, I searched- for every single Barbie online to see how much it was quote unquote worth. Cause what they're worth isn't necessarily what people will pay for them. What it's kind of like the old pawn, like the old pawn stars uh, rule when, when guys would come in and say, well, online I see guys selling this for 5,000. Yeah. And then, you know, they would, they would say, yeah, but what are they uh, selling for? Oh, they're selling for $50. Yeah. So it looks like $50. Well, and that's my thing is a lot of, I, I've, I've been enlightened into the world of Barbie collectors because I joined all these Facebook Barbie collecting groups so I could what unload these things. What a group to be a part of. Uh, it's, um, <laughs> it is, I will say as a young lady who did play with Barbies as a child, as a, I was a little annoyed at first just because it was a world I didn't understand. And I'm like, I don't even care to understand it. I just want to get these dolls to somebody who, who cares about them. It, it was, I dare say, a little bit fun in the last week or so 
to really watch these people geek out over Barbies because I don't think I'll ever get to that point again, but I did play with Barbies as a kid. I loved my Barbies. Some of these people have Barbie items that like I had as a child in the 80s, like the white Barbie limo with the pink interior. Oh my God. I saw that pop up and like, I almost bought it. I don't own one Barbie, but I wanted to buy it just because it was such nostalgia. But it is quite a world, and I have managed to sell all of your mom's Barbies to one person, and that is like the so best case lot. scenario. I did a lot, yeah. And and I had cool. so I and it's actually somebody um, my sister was friends with her in high school and our parents were friends for for years they still are friends so she said hey you know my grandma who i knew she's like she used to give me barbies and i just started collecting them so she's like i'll buy the whole thing and i said absolutely and uh but we couldn't figure out a price like i didn't have one she didn't have one i'm like look i'm pretty much open to anything that's reasonable i'm like i know there's price tags on most of these they were 20 25 bucks at kb toys in 1994 um some of them are selling online for like $150, but I'm sorry. Some of them are posted online for $150. Yeah, They're not, difference. but nobody's huge buying difference. them. Nobody's buying them. And my other thing was if you Google it and you can get it on Amazon, that's the price I go with because that's where somebody will go first. So, um, yeah, that's but, actually a, that's a, that's a great theory to, well, to yeah. what would you pay on Amazon? That's what you're going to pay. I'd wow. say there's about four Barbies in the lot of, I think there's 58 Barbies and there's four of them that could potentially be worth over a hundred dollars a piece. However, yeah. I'm not doing that because I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to deal with people. I am already sick of selling stuff online and she's somebody <laughs> I know. She collects these like that. I'm comfortable with. I'm going comfortable. to a good home. Yeah, they're going. Um, they're going to a great home. Here's what I want to know: Did you give the Snow White one to my dad's ex-wife? Oh shit, no, but I will. Um, and I'll, t- <laughs> I'll. So I'll tell you why she won't care about that because that one is technically not a Barbie. Um. So your mom also was she a Disney fan? Huge. Huge Disney fan. Okay. Original Mouseketeer. I'm I'm talking old school. So she had, um, in this collection, she had um, some Disney dolls scattered in there. And they're packaged like Barbies, but they don't look like Barbies. But they were in there, and I was like, okay, well, they're not technically Barbies. So, um, but yeah, I'll pull that one out because she won't care because that's not technically a Barbie. It's just a Snow White Disney um, doll. That's man. What is it with my my dad married three kooky broads in a row who all collect weird shit. My mom collects just weird shit, and then his second wife, who is Debbie, loves Snow White. And when I mean love Snow White, when I used to go to my dad's place in the summer, uh, she had a closet. At first, it was a room, but then they had another kid, so it became a closet <laughs> full of Snow White shit. Okay, I mean, my sister has a Snow White tattoo for her mom. So she is like Snow White fanatic. And then my dad's current wife, uh, the dogs. She's yeah. a, she's a, a, a dog. I mean, fucking dogs everywhere. Well, yeah, she, paintings of dogs. Yeah, she, she breeds dogs, dogs. She shows dogs. dogs. Dogs, dogs, My dad loves women with kooky, like, hobbies yeah, like that. Yeah, but out of all the kooky hobbies of all his wives, the dog's one I can support the most because those are, like, living, breathing things you got to take do, care of. Do you know how much... Uh, those, those are not, like, paintings that we bought at Walmart. Those are customized paintings of her dogs hanging around that house 
So, like, com- <laughs> like, com- <laughs> this is coming from saying, an animal lover a, right now. I don't think I'm it's weird. Just saying, dude, I think it's hilarious that you're gonna give the Snow White to um the woman that took my mom's husband. That's hilarious. It's hard because she is the sweetest. My mom's dead. She doesn't know, so no, it's fine. Your his mom is dead. And she hated this woman with a passion, understandably, because it is the woman that her husband left her for. And and like she had nothing. Like like my dad's second ex wife, my dad hustled her. He you know. So it wasn't like it was nefarious. But yeah, she she for most of my life was portrayed to me through my mom as this terrible Jezebel Evil. other woman. <laughs> And then I would have to like go be with her for a month a year. It was very weird. Then all of a sudden for a month I was there and I'm like, okay, am I supposed to hate this chick? And am I supposed to be cool with her? It's even more awkward because Pat has three half siblings from- yeah, and they're all her kids. And they're all yeah. her kids. So like the majority of Pat's family is from the second wife and we all, we all really love each other. I love, I love all yeah, of his half, great. I love his half brothers and his half brother, his sis, half sisters. I love his stepmom. But um, yeah, when I posted the Barbies online, she said, oh my God, Snow White. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> I'm like, I'll just send that to her. And Pat just snorted saying, if my mom was alive and knew you were giving your oh Snow White God. doll to the woman that her husband left her for, <laughs> she is, she is rolling things, over in her grave right now. <laughs> two things that will make me believe in an afterlife. If my mom comes back and haunts me about giving that Snow White to Debbie. <laughs> Or the fact that I sold her bed set, which she had for like 30 years. She had this bed set forever. And when she passed away, I sold it to a nice lesbian couple. Hot <laughs> damn. If my mom didn't go to the grave very Catholic thinking that gays burn. I could never get her over the hump on that. No, to accept everyone and love everyone. She couldn't. She, she couldn't get over the school. hump with uh, with people who are gay. <laughs> she couldn't. And I sold that thing to the nicest lesbian couple, and they're they're making nice lesbian love in it right now as we speak. Isn't there like? I feel like I righted some of the karma in the world with that. So if my mom haunts me over those two things, I'll be like, that's it. There's an afterlife. There's an afterlife. <laughs> With intelligent spirits, because my mom is haunting me over, uh, you know, me, me disgracing all of her belongings after she's gone. Isn't there like a hundred year warranty on the vault her casket's in? Because we could yeah. legit go check and see if she's rolled over in her grave and then check on the vault and make sure we're getting our, our money's worth. <laughs> the Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. Pat and Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.